the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I saw a recent study that if your stomach is hurting or a migraine is coming on, there's a 60%, chance that this illness is being caused by financial stress. I always thought sicknesses were caused by germs, but... I guess we're getting susceptible because we're stressing. There's a correlation between money and health care. A little knowledge, a little financial education, maybe you save a lot of money by being more productive. Maybe you reduce your health care costs. Maybe you get a better utilization for your employee benefits. I've spoke recently, I've waxed poetically about all the young people who I know. And I refer to people as young as under 30. Middle-aged, over 30. Old age, over 40. Technically over 42. But uh, you got to educate yourself. It's not that hard. It's not that tough. I've been doing this now for 17 years, educating you. There's some base... Well, I haven't been doing it seven. I'm exaggerating. If I've told myself once, I've told myself a million times not to exaggerate. You got to understand there's some basics on investing, on taxes, on insurance, on family finance, on living, on retirement. If you're going to have a kid, try to make love, sweet love in March or April so you can have a kid late December and get the tax deduction. (laughs) No, don't have a kid. Kids are expensive. Kids cost 250,000 buckaroos from age 0 to 17. If you send them to private school, it's 350,000. If you send them to college, it's almost five hundred, six hundred thousand from the time they're born today. By the time you make love, sweet love. And I always say to myself, what the world needs now is not another love song. So uh, there's some basics that you need to know. These are the basics that we talk about on a day-by-day basis on this show. Let's not be shy. Let's not be freaked out by the market. Let's take a look at the numbers on the market today. Oh my God, we need to freak out. Freak, freak, run! 
Dow's down 149, down 1.2%. The SP 500 down 18, down 1.4%. The NASDAQ's down 1.5%, down 42. Oil's down 3%. Oil's at $83 a barrel. Love the airlines right now. 10 year treasuries under 1.5%. This is bad. You know, I try not to ever lie to you. These are bad numbers. Okay, I'll lie about my weight. I'm a woman. Stocks are plunging on dire job numbers. U.S. employers created just 69,000 jobs in May, the fewest in a year. Unemployment rate ticked up from 8.1% to 8.2%. Average hourly work weeks lower. Wages lower. There's not a damn good thing in this uh, employment number. Now we got to wait a whole another month to see if this was an aberration or not. <sighs> not good numbers. Selling May is looking pretty smart right now. Keep in mind, I'm not a selling May kind of guy, so I'm not looking very smart right now. I'm pretty good with that. Let's think. Let's try to put everything into perspective. A poor U.S. non-farm payrolls report has added to an increasing global economic fear. Right now, it's raining in the world, and we're acting as if it's hurricaning in the world. Non-farm payrolls up just 69,000 in May. April was revised lower to just a gain of 77,000. It was originally reported as a 115,000 increase. These are awful numbers. These are numbers that will sink Obama in the polls. Notice that I'm not saying that it'll gain Romney because I don't know. When I see Mitt Romney, I just think Wonder Bread. Am I wrong? I haven't had Wonder Bread since I was like seven or eight years old. The average work week, which is an indicator of future labor demand, dropped one-tenth of an hour to 34.4. That employment rate rose slightly. It was a lousy report. There is no silver lining in the report. International news is no better. Government report the manufacturing in China has slowed considerably. Seriously, it's time to panic. It's time to, to shut the windows. When I used to live overseas, every now and then you'd hear people commit suicide and jump out tall buildings. It's quite a, a noise to hear humans splat. It's something you never, ever forget. Uh, report in Europe showed a slowdown in the European manufacturing. That's not a surprise. The press reports about economic prospects in Europe have been increasingly pessimistic. The talk of bank runs and businesses hunkering down for the Greek Euro exit kind of have has a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. There's a lot of gloom. There's almost certain to provide a platform for bears to promote the possibility of a double-dip recession. The headline talk this weekend will not be pretty. I highly recommend you find a loved one and make love sweet love this weekend because it's going to be the highlight because the economic reports, the TV reports, the media reports are going to be crap. European stock exchange is down 2%. 10-year treasury is... it. It's barely believable that it's at 1.47. The two-year treasury, don't even get me started. 
It's horrific. Oil's dipped below $83 a barrel. Keep in mind, oil was playing with 105 110 Like, playing with it. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you. Couldn't hold it. Defensive plays of the rage. Telecom is on fuego. In fuego. Oh, what else do we got today as far as stories go? Charming shops. Scheduled to release quarterly earnings this morning. Walmart. Retail Giants holding its annual meeting in Fayetteville. And none other than Justin Timberlake is there. I know you're saying Timberlake. Is Timberlake kind of like being replaced by Justin Bieber? Like, isn't that kind of a weird concept? I know. I never even liked Justin Timberlake, and now I'm forced to like Justin Bieber. Sarah Lee is uh, seeing some buying interest. Its board approved both the spinoff of its international coffee and its tea business, a one-for-five stock reverse. New company is going to be called Coffee Co. You're kidding me. Coffee Co. It's like calling company a new co. A judge dismissed copyright claims against Google and Oracle over parts of Oracle's Java programming language. Oracle has been seeking about a billion dollars in damages. It's not going to happen. They're not going to get that. Wind Resorts in the news. Las Vegas Sands in the news. Macau Casino has reported gaming revenue growth of 7.3%. That's the slowest expansion since July 2009. Wind Resorts is building a huge new resort on, in Macau. That's about four years away. So it's tough to say that they're going to hit overruns or not. There's been a lot of inflation in Macau. Nokia is denying claims by Google that it's colluding with Microsoft to use their patents to hurt smartphone industry rivals. BP considering a sale of its stake in TNK BP. So they're selling off part of their British Petroleum Russian rights. AM 1220, KDOW. AM 1220, KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and much, much more. I tried to give you a Generation X honest look at the market. Stocks are incredibly cheap compared to bonds right now. There's 302 S&P 500 stocks yielding more than the 10-year treasury. So I have no problem owning AT&T right now. Hold on, I think I got a sneeze. I did it. Yay. And I did it on air. I'm not much of a golfer. I wish I'd golfed. My big regret, I know you're saying, what's your big regret, Rob? My big regret is I, I probably should have um my big regret is I probably should have um networked more. I know you're saying that's that's your big regret. It's not a woman. No, it's not a woman. 
Nope. The same technology responsible for auto-tune was originally used to measure earthquakes. Did you know that? Imagine you did not. What else do we need to talk about this morning? Apple is destroying Android and mobile web usage. The question begs, who uses Android? And do you want to know who uses Android? Poor people. <laughs> Which is funny. I use an Android phone. So I'm now calling myself poor. Some new data, some new uh, uh, data looking at the different mobile tablet web operating system share. It's pretty impressive. Android's web traffic is pathetically small compared to Apple. Apple devices account for more than 60% of mobile web traffic. Apple devices account for more than 60% of mobile web traffic. Android devices account for about 20%. Meanwhile, e-commerce sites continue to report the vast majority of mobile buying comes from Apple devices. Apple turns over their whole inventory, and I own shares of Apple. They turn over their whole shares of inventory every 12 days. It seems that Android handsets are somewhat popular within the tech early adopter market and the true consumer mass market. The latter via low-end, cheaper smartphones. The heavy user and buyer end of the mass market, meanwhile, seems to be devoted completely to Apple. If that's true, if Android is mostly used by poor middle market consumers who don't particularly care about reading or buying anything because they don't know how to read, it's important to keep in mind that you know, Apple versus Android market share, the Apple market share is incredibly smart. Because those folks aren't using the web much with Google or buy much, they're going to be far less valuable as search users. Android's certainly amassed in a dominant position in global handset market share. It's got more than 50% of the market. Apple has less than 30%. But that market share is not helping Android with any of the critical segment. Lack of usage intensity extends to the app market. If Android users don't really care about using their phones as a platform, do they buy apps? So I'm not doing that story to make myself feel better because the jobs numbers for the month of May were horrible. They slowed sharply. Payrolls rose by 69,000. Dun, dun, dun. That's creepy. Well, that was well cued. I need to have that in my daily life. Like, I need to have a conversation. I need to go, Deborah. Do you love me? Dun dun dun. Deborah, I'm going to the doctor. Deborah, I've got something to say. Don't you wish she had a little musical cue? Like, I'm the luckiest man in the world. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I've got many fine leather-bound books because I have a guy who can hit a musical cue for me. Thank you very much. I'm better than you. All the men out there have Rob Black envy. Thank you very much. So your zone job list rate is at 11%. Puts a little perspective into our 8.2%. You know, I don't know what the Chinese un- unemployment is. So that's one of the reasons I, I think that people sometimes get in a little bit over their head, because even I don't know what the unemployment rate is in China. 
Walmart's talking Mexico allegations. They're doing their corporate powwow right now. Trying to figure everything out. As far as, uh, you know, annual reports, annual get-togethers. Take a look at the stock market. It's pretty ugly out there. The job report disappoints. The Eurozone data underwhelms. The dollar's declining after an early advance. We're now looking at QE3. This is now definitively going to happen this summer. And that's what's going to help the stock market later this summer. The Fed's going to do something. Oil falls three bucks. It's getting routed today. $83 a barrel. So the airlines are doing well. Telecom's doing well. For the month of May... Standard Poor Index, every sector kind of got hit. Except for telecom. Dividends are nice. Dividends are yielding a lot more than the 10-year treasury. You can get 5.5% owning something like an AT&T, or you can get 1.4% owning the U.S. government 10-year treasury. That's not enough. In theory, that's why you'd buy stocks. I've always said I always buy stocks when the 10-year treasury is under 4%, and I always buy bonds when the 10-year treasury is over 4%. Over 5%. It's kind of a a tinkle, tickle kind of thing. Tickle, tickle, tickle. Who doesn't love being tickled? Stocks are tumbling after the U.S. employment data disappoints. Spain default swaps at record highs as risks are rising. Chesapeake Energy, this is a company that's just had a lot of Bad publicity, bad headlines. They say they drove the largest oil gusher in the company's 23 history. Significant discovery in the Anadarko Basin of Texas and Oklahoma. The well reaches a depth of 10,000 feet, pumped 4.6 million cubic feet of natural gas and 1,200 barrels of natural gas liquids daily. It's the best oil well in the history of the company, so it says the company. Now, this is a company where the CEO was like borrowing money from his own company and natural gas prices have collapsed. People thought it wouldn't go under four bucks, three bucks, two bucks, and it kept going lower. Like you and I can buy a, a cup of natural gas pretty cheaply. I'm not saying we should, but the discovery is going to accelerate the second largest gas supplier shift to a more profitable crude production. So says CEO, embattled CEO Aubrey McClendon. Other stories of note this morning. Hmm, consumer spending and incomes rose. It's kind of interesting. A sign that households are supporting the economy. Purchases increased three-tenths of percent. Households have managed to stretch their budgets to propel growth in the United States with consumer spending making up 70% of the economy. Households will have trouble keeping that pace up unless a stronger labor market develops. What do you think about those labor numbers? Send me a tweet at Rob Black Show. At Rob Black Show. I'll read your tweet on the air. Ooh, you'll be a powerful person. You can send me an email, rob at robblack.com. Phone lines are now open. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, Back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show. 
I will do everything I can to reward that faith in me by giving you as much as I can as far as daily perspective on the markets and the economy and daily throwouts on financial planning issues. Typically, the first hour, I'm a little bit more nerdy. Second hour, I'm a little bit more relaxed. That's the way it goes. Hmm. This is a pretty bad jobs number. I don't want to ignore that. I don't want to come across as a Pollyanna. Uh, It's time to revisit this on a monthly basis. You know, the trajectory of job losses and gains from the start of the recession, the recovery, compared to all other post-World War II job losses and recoveries, it's not attractive. Typically, whether it was the 48 recession, the 53, 57, 60, 69, 74, 80, 81, double dip, 90, 2001, 2007, it's typically you start seeing somewhere between, I don't know, 12 and 24 months, 12 and 36 months, you start seeing a recovery in jobs. And they actually create more jobs than were lost over that 36-month period. We're not really doing that here. So the amount of jobs lost clearly looks like it bottomed after about 22 months. But where we are now is not good. It's When you look back at peak employment versus where we are now, we're still considerably off. There's been a collapse that's totally unprecedented compared to other recessions. I don't like it. You know, I, I, don't, have to, I don't have to like it, but I don't like it. Economic deceleration is bringing a little bit deja vu for people right now. Downward revisions to growth and income in the first quarter of the year signal the U.S. economy is losing momentum. It's an eerie sense of deja vu. For the third consecutive year, the economy appears to be decelerating, following a strong quarter of growth. Challenging growth outlook mostly is due to a weak household sector. In addition to the European debt crisis, it doesn't bode well for prospects in the May non-farm payroll report. And the May non-farm payroll report was awful. We've had three years of just softball monetary policy. Like seriously, if you can't hit and do well as a corporation right now, if you can't hit and do well as an individual, like refinance your damn mortgage. If you're not doing things to make yourself stronger right now, you're doing something wrong. But it feels sterilized. And that's not good. On a year-over-year basis, the U.S. economy has not grown above its long-term trend rate of 2.5%. I don't know what you think about President Barack Obama. I don't care what you think about President Barack Obama. I don't talk politics. Let me talk politics. Miserable job with the economy. Now, I'm not saying that the previous president did any better. But we seem to be throwing stuff against the wall. Stimulus plans don't work. They never have. They never will. It's like pushing a string. Number one thing to do if you want to help the economy, help small businesses. Get some sort of consistency for big businesses so they know what to expect. 
I know some friends in the insurance industry right now who they're not doing anything. They're afraid to spend money on advertising. They're afraid to spend money on hiring because they don't know what next year looks like. I know you think I'm some sort of conservative, rich playboy wearing a smoking jacket and an ascot and a monocle. You're right. But with that said, I like consistency. I'm out of relationships. I don't play with relationships when people are, are inconsistent. Whether it's a male, female, or a coworker, I like consistency. I base most of my life decisions on consistency. Temporary upturn in hiring to an average of the quarter pays two hundred twenty nine thousand the first quarter. It's given way. A lot of financial market and economic relationships have become strained in the week in in the last few weeks. Long term relationship between growth and employment remains statistically significant. Something has to give soon. So our earnings are great. Benchmark shows that the pace of hiring during the final two months of 2011 and 2012 was a lot slower than previously expected or is reported. Unemployment rate in production and transportation has declined 2.2 percentage points over the past year, but it's at 9.9%. So when you start looking at different areas of the economy, am I freaking people out today? No. This just did. Aliens have attacked New York City. Now am I freaking people out? I'm trying. Uh, a couple earnings calls that I recently had some time to spin and tickle and listen to. Best Buy said, quote, We are operating in an economy without boundaries, one that has been transformed by the digital revolution and is more open and transparent than ever before. Neither consumers nor companies are defined by the roles and limitations that seem to just crystal clear a decade ago. Armed with information and choice, consumers shop differently today. Annual rate of growth of e-commerce transactions far outstripping traditional retail sales. So when Best Buy says that, I'm like, I have absolutely no interest in your damn stock. They're telling me what I know. Ralph Lauren said we will be doubling the capacity of RalphLauren.com. Dedicated U.S. customer service and distribution center in order to support an expected doubling of the business from current levels. Sweet. Now, I will own that. Doubling your business from current levels? Absolutely. I know you're saying, did you just say absolutely? I did. I'm trying to make up words. I'm trying to get them patent. I'm trying to make some money off my, my friggin' show. Murder-related? Anytime you see anyone use that, tell me, because I own the patent on murder-related. Home Depot? For the record, every time I go to Home Depot or Lowe's, there's a bunch of, how shall we say, people not born in the United States, don't speak the language, hanging outside, willing to work for, you know, an hourly wage. That's how bad the economy is, right? That they don't go and get jobs that have W-2. Like, they have to wait outside Home Depot because you're doing home construction. So it's getting so bad now that... All the nerds have been laid off, all the engineers. They're starting to hang out Best Buy. So I go to Best Buy the other day to pick up some little speakers for a new computer that I'm building, new office computer. And there's nerds out there like, you're going to install those speakers for you? 
I know you're saying the economy is that bad. It's that bad that I went to an adult store the other day to pick up some massage oil. What do you think? You get dirty mind or something? And there's people outside like, you know, I'm massage your back with that. That's how bad the economy is. So don't you wish every retail store had people outside willing to do the work for you? Think about it. People outside 7-Eleven, let me open your soda for you. By the way, I totally blew the story yesterday on Bloomberg. I thought he was going to do a tax on soda. I was wrong. He's basically a demand any sodas over 16 ounces, and I think that's fantastic. And I know you're saying, but Rob, you don't like big corporations and government telling us what to, we can and can't do. He's, tr- he's trying to ban soda. A soda company spokesperson said yesterday, Americans only consume about 7% of their calories from soda. Like, that's a hell of a lot. They say only 7%, but that's a lot. Average Americans consuming more than 300 more calories today than we did 20 years ago. We're fat oompa loompas. So anything any politician could do to like, I know you're saying that you're, this is so not you, Rob. As long as they're not taxing soda, I don't care. Pepsi and Coke are still good investments because they're going to make their money at the grocery stores and not necessarily the, the, the 32 ounce. Now, you're still going to be able to go to 7-Eleven and get your, uh, you know, your big gulp. But in a world of supersize, and I give Bloomberg credit, he got calories put on the New York, New York menus. He reduced uh, trans fat. I dig him. Now, again, he'll never run for president, but I think that's a bold move. Okay, I listened to Macy's earnings call, and they said, we're seeing more and more opportunity to satisfy demand from customers when they're in the store with inventory that comes from other locations and from other direct customer distribution centers. We now have over 80 stores equipped to fulfill orders from other stores or from online demand, and by the holiday season, we'll have over 290 stores. So they're basically telling us that retail's changing. They know people are coming in and and saying, you know what? I like that shirt. I'm going to go home. I'm going to take that tag. And I'm going to order it myself. And they're saying, we'll do it for you. So Best Buy is not getting it. Ralph Lauren is getting it. And Macy's is figuring it out. I'm a little gassy today. I'm sorry. There's a great quote that said, I think the housing market is definitely better. The question for us is, is it better enough? That's a pretty good quote, isn't it? I don't want us misinterpreted as saying that there is no housing recovery. I think the housing market is definitely better. The question for us, is it better enough to kind of push us off the general GDP growth connection that we've been seeing for the last couple of years? And we go, yep, it's better, but it's not that much better. And that's a quote from Home Depot's recent earnings call. I love you. AM 1220 KDW. Hi, everyone. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm not sure if you know this. I'm not sure if you care. Human body contains enough fat to make seven bars of soap. Interesting to note, right? (laughs) A male lion eats the equivalent of 60 hamburgers a day. And I'm eating like an orange and a banana a day. So let's just put it this way. I'm nowhere near my lioness side of the family. I know you're saying lioness side of the family. What are you talking about? Are you drinking? 
Could be. Could be. Dow average races 2012 advanced. The employment data came out was bad today. It was not good. Everyone's losing now. Coa, Caterpillar, Bank of America. Losers. Wynn Resorts, MGM Resorts, and Las Vegas Sands. Losers. Uh, Macau Casino gambling revenue grew at the slowest pace since 2009 of July. Facebook down 4%. They had a big rally late yesterday. <laughs> Gave it up today. One analyst has a $30 price target on Facebook, and I heard him say something kind of interesting. You know, he said, everyone's talking about 900 million users. He's like, I don't care about that. He's like, I want to see new advertisers. He's like, let's start paying attention to the metrics that matter. And the the interviewer said, so when would you buy Facebook? And he says, if it drops significantly below 30, because he's got a $30 price target. He's like, let's not overthink this. He said, under 30, I like it. Over 30, I don't. Kind of interesting. This is not very good. This is one of those yuck days. This is one of those days where you look at the economy, you look at the markets, and you're just like, there's nothing to like. American employers in May added the fewest workers in a year. The unemployment rate unexpectedly increased. I have to imagine that if President Barack Obama wears tidy whities it's, it's a laundry day. I can't imagine that anything good is going on at the White House today with these economic data. No president's ever been reelected with these kind of, this kind of data, except for, I think, FDR, but that's a different world. Kayak Software. I know you're saying Kayak Software, and Russian social networking company. They uh, were going to come public, and they decided not to. They've reached a breaking point where sentiment's so negative and scrutiny is so high that companies don't want to come public. So... It's a lot of damage happening to the psyche of companies right now. A lot of damage happening to the investors. Now, again, I'm young and beautiful. A lot like Manny Pacquiao. I know you're saying that's an odd pool. I'm not going to say I'm young and beautiful like that creepy tax guy, Moskovitz, because he's not young and beautiful. He's got turkey neck. I think when you have turkey neck, you need to hide it. But that's just my opinion. Like, that's when you wear the ascot, Right? Is that what ascots are for? Hiding turkey neck of we the wealthy, the proletariat, while you plebeians show your turkey neck? Anyhow, um, jobs report disappointing. There's no way around that today. 80 billion trillion atoms in a dollar bill. That's kind of interesting. The plural of octopus is not octopi, but octopodes. What else do we need to talk about this morning? The yen's going berserk. Gold is soaring. Surprise, surprise. Mitt Romney is calling out Barack Obama on the jobs report. Oh, my. What else do we have to talk about? Um... You can tweet me at Rob Black Show if you're on Twitter. Twitter employees basically spend all day making fun of each other on Twitter accounts. Some of these dot-com companies are fun to work with, fun to look at. I know someone who's looking for a job right now because the current job's not paying enough. I would strongly, strongly look at a startup because they will overlook a bad resume. Companies like Visa right now, they're not going to overlook a bad resume. Startups will. 
in the payrolls this morning, unemployment rate of 8.2%. That's not good. We need that to get down to 6%. At one point in time, 6% was a great realistic employment number in the United States. I would settle for 7%. Hourly earnings rose one-tenth of a percent. Personal income up two-tenths of a percent. Personal spending up three-tenths of a percent. Average work week, 34.4 hours. That's down from 34.5. Typically, remember that people, you need to turn that thing down. You need to tone down that Microsoft laptop before I go crazy on it. Anyway, um, the average hourly work week, at some point in time, you have to hire people. That's the whole basic concept of it. GM is joining Chrysler, missing sales expectations. The car industry is having a great year. But they're having a bad May. So how do we look at things? Do we look at things yearly? Or do we look at things monthly? I like to look at things as a trend. You know, if you look at the economy and jobs in the last couple years, we have been adding jobs. It's been anemic. It's been slow. Same thing's going to happen. Again, same thing's going to happen to our housing market. Now, one of the huge benefits right now is the 10-year treasury sits at 1.4%. That means companies are able to borrow money at 1.4%. And then they can go out and lend money at 3%, 4%, 5%. Now, do you get money at 3%, 4%, 5%? Probably not. You probably get money at 15% on a credit card, 20% on a credit card. So you can see credit card companies are going to benefit from the low rates. Mortgage companies are benefiting from the low rates because people are rushing to do refinances. I did a refi. I'm thrilled that I did it. I look at it now and I go, I wonder if I could have gotten lower. And you know, the truth is, I one of my life statements is never look backwards. Have no regrets. Don't look back. When you start looking back, that's when the competitors catch you. Run your own race and run it well. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show. I've got a YouTube channel. Come on. I'm kind of a big deal. Trust me when I tell you, people know me. I've got a YouTube channel. You don't have a YouTube channel. I'm very important. My YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. Okay, so I've got like 15 people following me. A little bit more than that. Find me online at robblack.com. AM twelve twenty. Get here. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. Twelve twenty KDOW presents Rob Black in your money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money investing, love. Talking things that you could not possibly believe. Yesterday was World No Tobacco Day. Winston Churchill smoked 300,000 cigarettes in his lifetime. That's pretty impressive. Cigarettes, cigars. 
I like doing a monthly cigar, bi-monthly cigar. I like celebrating the, the victories in life. I like some of the finer things. There's no doubt about that in any way, shape, or form. Joining me right now, live in studio, Tony Minde. Good that's, morning. That's the Portuguese pronunciation of Mendez. It's actually Mensch. Okay. But you wouldn't know that. Yeah. He's the Bay Area real estate guy. He's my, my personal lender. He's the guy I go to when I need a mortgage or refi. Step up to the microphone. We, we're still testing levels because we didn't do it during the commercial breaks. How are you today, Rob? I'm well. I think that sounds fine. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. You think it sounds fine, but you're not the sound engineer of the show. Anyway, um, mortgage market, how's it been? It's been calamitous. Yeah, it's been very busy. Uh, A lot of people coming out of the woodwork. You you were talking earlier today about um, how bad is it? Can it be better? There there was that quote you were talking about. It's pretty good for those people who are looking to buy a house or or to refinance. It's, It's still about an equity problem for people refinancing, but... People buying are getting good deals, good rates, and, and there's a lot of people out there right now looking, especially in the Bay Area and, and in high-quality areas. Medium, medium-priced homes to upper-end homes are getting multiple offers, uh, and realtors are... Is it are, location, 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 it, or not? It really is. I mean, you, you can go and look at so, any statistics. I need you a little close to the mic. Any statistics you can find on, on the Bay Area, yeah. and, and you can see that all the quality areas are doing really well. Uh, I'm looking right here, Alamos, up 38% year over year, but then you go to places like um, El Cerrito in Albany, and they're down year over year. So, uh, it, And those are the places that are getting... You're getting deals, but you're getting lower prices year over year. There's, so there's still more foreclosures in the higher end areas. There's less foreclosures, less short sales, and more more multiple offers driving the prices up. Now, one of the things that I was slightly interested in is one of my listeners, fans, whatever you want to call them, blackheads, uh, Deborah, recently reached out to you, and um, she's she saves she saves a lot of money, and she mm-hmm. she totally makes fun of Chad Burton. She calls him Mini Chad. Uh, which is funny because he's kind of like the mini me of the Ron Black show. He's just this little dwarf of a human being who knows financial planning. But anyway, um, she's got like three four one ks and two rollovers and two IRAs, and she's got too much. Fun. Like she sent me an email, and I think she's hitting on me um, because you know she's like I'm thirty five, and she shows what her net worth is, and her net worth's pretty good. She's got $250,000 of assets. Like, that ain't too shabby, is it? Zero debt. You know, these are more assets, what they call reserves. Those are all going to be good factors, including credit score, more down payment, um, good employment, you know, solid W-2 employees. And it really does come down to a good package. Um, Even though every file gets written through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, kind of their underwriting guidelines. They do this automated underwriting. And then most lenders that are offering these super low rates right now are, are using this as their driving, um, their driving engine, so to speak. Okay. And if you go, if you present the package through this, this system in a, in a very well documented and very well structured way, you're going to get a good approval. And that's going to give you the good rates. It's going to, and you can use these factors and have higher debt to income ratios, and and lower credit scores. If you, you know, sometimes, and be able to uh, compensate for that, and still be able to qualify for your loans. But it's still difficult. I mean, we had a, a heck of a time with your loan, and you, you know, you have leather bound books in your office. Many leather bound books. <laughs> I smell of rich mahogany. So I wear Jaguar cologne, 
which is made with real bits of Jaguar. Anyway, um, back to her real quick. Um, she's got three 401ks, and my advice on that is consolidate your 401ks. I know you're saying, well, that's interesting. Tell me more about that, Mr. Black. What are you looking at? That's 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 it. Oh, is that her? Yeah. Yeah. He, he just pulled his computer out, and he, he's got her assets. Wow. I like her. Does she have all her teeth? I think so. That's good. She's got American funds. Okay, American funds not so good. Schwab, S&P 500 index. Like, she's got a lot of funds. Too many funds, in my opinion. And she, again, she's got an account with Fidelity, Schwab, Vanguard. She's got a, she actually has what's called a fun portfolio. Oh, she's got Lulu Lemon. You know I love the Lulu Lemon. Lulu Lemon does the yoga clothes, which, hold on, I want to see her stocks. Um, she's got Apple. See, Celgene, I don't think I'd own if I were her. Netflix, I don't get too much controversy there. I like the Salesforce. I like the Lulu. Oh, made a huge mistake with 3D systems. She got that when it was all momentum, and she didn't get out. She didn't have a plan to get out. I mean, let's pull up 3D systems. So anyway, um, did you know one out of five adults admit to peeing in swimming pools? No. So... When I have you ever been to a water park? Yes. Whenever I want to go to a water park, I just think of why don't I just have some ten-year-old kid pee on my face, just like get it over with. Oh you, yeah, you see a kid running through the water, and then all of a sudden he stops for like <laughs> thirty <laughs> seconds, and he starts running again. Uh, stay away from that area. So, a lot of bacteria in swimming pools. A lot of bacteria. My mine works, I think. I think mine went dead. Hold on, let's see. Technical difficulties today. Yeah, it's talking to two different microphones all at once. Because <laughs> I'm a big deal. You're in stereo now. <laughs> Good God, what's happening here? Yeah, I think my mic died. I can't hear myself in my own head. With that said, uh, swimming pools. I brought that up not because I wanted to talk about kids and adults peeing in swimming pools. I'm not talking about the pH balance. I'm not talking about bacteria. I'm not talking about we really should avoid public pools. We really should. Uh, but we don't. Pools are not a good investment in a house, are they? Um, they actually aren't. There's there's statistics that say that uh, average about $20,000 lower on your appraisal if you have a pool. But that's that's you know in kind of a uh, hard number to follow um, and quantify. But... It's a liability in most cases. I grew up with a pool in our backyard, and my parents had a difficult time selling the house because of that liability. You you have a family that doesn't want to keep up with it. They you know they start seeing the expenses. They see all the work that you put into it, and they go, "Do I really want to maintain that?" When we bought the house, where my parents bought the house, it was destroyed. It was just in shambles. Yeah. So this is what I don't think it's a good investment in most cases. I think it's a luxury item. I think it's a liability, and it, it is a liability. It's just like a gold toilet. It's it's something that in a house that can deter people away from buying your house. People want generic things that they can customize instead of you customizing it for it and then trying to sell it back to them. Yeah, people want the the, the kitchen improvement you do. The buyer's going to say, I hate it. They're ultimately not going to like it. Yeah. Like, you think it's stylish, but to someone else, they, they don't want it. And But, of course, there is a point at which you can really make this a extremely desirable and, and uh, unique kind of home. 
by getting some up, upgrades that but not nothing overboard I, we've seen houses that had I, there was a house up in Castro Valley that had an indoor outdoor pool and had some 70s uh, look going on to it it's going to be a very difficult house to sell as a matter of fact it was going about $200,000 below value because of these these types of items so I think people have to be really careful about what they do to their house 54% of public pools failed with the proper chlorine levels and ultimately it's not disinfecting and every time we get into the pool we carry fecal matter on our body. We all do. I know you're saying, this is awesome. And then we pee in the pool. And so we have sweat, fecal matter. Don't don't promote my website during this segment, please. <laughs> Are you a frequent urinator in a pool? I am not. I am. See, I can admit that. Now I feel like incredibly disgusting about going to a public pool. <laughs> Hopefully I've deterred people from having a pool at the house. I am. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So last segment I talked a little bit about swimming pools and water parks. And I kind of wasn't kidding. I wouldn't own a swimming pool at my home. I think it limits the number of people you could sell your home to. There's a tragedy in my family of a relative, distant relative, who made pools, and his kid died in his own pool. Mm. Ironic? No. People don't know what irony means. It just sucks in this case. Um, Yeah, pools are a liability. Now, they're a lot of fun if you've got kids the right age, for sure, but still a liability. Yep. Um, I once rented a place in San Carlos that it's famous because... A car drove over over the wall into the pool. Over the wall into the pool. Yeah. And uh, a deer died in the pool. Like, weird stuff happens to pools. So another thing I wouldn't have as a homeowner, big risk, big liability, is a dog that bites people or a dog that could bite people. So I'm not saying go with a yippy dog. You know, when those little dogs are like three pounds, like yip, 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 as they bark. But I'd stay away from the breeds that have been known to bite. Because that, that will get your butt sued fast. What was the average uh, settlement? It was about 25000 yeah, Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. For a dog bite? I'll let a dog bite me for 25000 Oof. In fact, I'll even let one of my exes bite me for 25000 <laughs> Far greater chance of tetanus with a woman than with a dog. Um, so those are things you have to think about, like home insurance. Yep. Uh, homes well, are cheap. With, with the pool, your insurance is increased as well. Yep. So, People so. don't understand that you know owning a house, they think of it as an investment. It's not an investment. It's a liability. Round and round and round and round, it's a liability. You've got to pay the tax ban. I know that. I hate that. Uh, you got to pay insurance. You got to pay electricity. And it's definitely something up. you have to really set out as a budget, and that's why we were talking about the example with um, the, the previous person, Deborah. Yeah. And how she just basically laid out what she's doing now and what she what, – what, um, what she can expect to pay in a house, you know, what she's sacrificing. And I think a lot of people don't do that and did not do that leading up to this crisis, the, the, the real estate crisis. And now people are becoming a little bit more aware of these things that can really hurt them by owning a piece of property. It's not just the mortgage payment. It's not just your tax uh, interest deduction. It's 
all of the liabilities that go into it, the insurance, the, you know, you have a dog on your property and it bites somebody, that's a liability and it can cost you a lot of money and you could lose your job. You could uh, lose your income. I'm, there was a, uh, some of the counties, for example, county employees buying houses, they're, they're losing some of their budgets. We're, I, I think we just heard that, I think it was Sonoma is, is losing some of their, their money and they're, they're going to turn down an, another tax bill increase, I believe, on their um, sales tax because they're, you know, they're losing money. And this turns into jobs. This turns into loss of jobs and uh, lower property values, and it, it can hurt you. It becomes a liability in most cases uh, if you don't treat it as a very, very important part of your portfolio. Well, back to her real quick. She sent us an amazing spreadsheet to you as she's mm-hmm. trying to prove to you that she can qualify. Or she's not trying to prove it. She's just, it's an amazing spreadsheet, and I'm so proud of yeah. her. At the same time, I'm kind of freaked out because I want people to be conscious of their money, but she's a little too conscious of her money. It, it scares me a little bit that she put a lot of th- that much thought into it. She's very technical about it, uh, methodical, which leads me to believe that she might be the same way when, when buying a house. When I think buying a house should be also be emotional, uh, I, you, you ultimately want to buy a house that you like, not just the technicals about it. It's close to a jobs. You, know, you get through that. You get as close to jobs, close to the right schools um, and transportation and hospitals and so on. But then you have to really like the house that you live in. You want to you know, pick, if you can, pick the right neighbors, pick the right neighborhoods, pick the right parks that you want to be by, but really like the house. Otherwise, spending the money doesn't make sense. Absolutely. And, you know, a home actually should, I think, be kind of a dream uh, that, that you enjoy. It's the light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, how about vacation homes? How easy is it to, how many vacation homes do you get to finance or how many second homes do you get to finance? I do a lot of second homes. They're, they're, what's interesting about second homes is they, they get the same kind of guidelines and same kind of rates as an owner occupied. If you do it rental or vacation, it's totally different. So I think a lot of people are buying second homes and then turning into, turning them into vacation properties. Uh, vacation properties have, have really taken a hit. Uh, we've seen this uh, up Northern California in Oregon, where a lot of clients, a lot of people in the East Coast, everybody bought beach houses in Myrtle Beach or in Rehoboth. Here they buy beach homes or, or vacation homes in Tahoe or along the coast. Right. The coast homes have really taken a hit, it, and it again became a liability. And the thing about vacation properties is they cost a lot of money to advertise. And if you cannot keep that property full, you're spending 25% of whatever it's taken in, plus you you might have some vacancies. So you can theoretically lose quite a bit of money. Um, That's that's when location, location, location really becomes a a factor. And then you're going to be looking at those best locations. Prices are going to start going back up. It's similar to what we're seeing in the Bay Area in the primary uh, residential market. I think Tahoe looks pretty attractive right now. It does. As far as prices go. People will still go to Tahoe. People will still want to take the vacations. They yeah. still want to ski. You're allowed to rent out your house for 14 days of the year without telling the IRS, but after 14 days, you're supposed to tell the IRS. Yep. Uh, what do you think about the idea of getting a home in Tahoe, living there, using it as your state, because, you know, Nevada, no income taxes. Mm-hmm. Avoid the 10%. 51% of the time. There's My parents' neighbors do the, that exact thing. He He's a lawyer from L.A. Your parents live in Reno. People They live know. in Reno. Which, and is, they, which is not a good city, but they live in the out suburbs. They live in the outskirts. They live in a nice neighborhood. The property values definitely took a hit. But um, what what their their biggest problem was is they had they were part of an HO, a community right. that had an HOA and a lot of the homes uh, did not get finished, a lot of the homes went into foreclosure, 
and uh, a lot of people stop paying. You know, that's that's a a, a loss of HOA dues, uh, which really strapped the, the the community as far as maintenance. And this is happening in, in in many of the communities here in the Bay Area, where in order to maintain that that that, that the properties, the the common areas, they've had to increase HOAs. And this is what happens in condos as well. They're seeing a lot of, of delinquent HOAs, which also kills your ability to refinance any of these low rates. And I'm sure there's people out there that own condos right now who are understanding exactly what I'm talking about. Or they're in litigation uh, because of faulty uh, workmanship, and they have the inability to refinance or even purchase these properties. So it's becoming a lot more difficult to be in those types of communities. But this person did buy a property in in Nevada and lived there 51% of the time. So they, his income that he makes is, is tax-free or the state income. Just responding right now to a tweet that I got. Someone tweeted me. You can tweet me at Rob Black Show, at Rob Black Show. Um, my therapist recently said I was serious. And I'm like, that's kind of a weird way of describing me. Would you describe me as serious? Mm, not really. I think that your intent, I think you're focused, but I think that you uh, maybe masking uh, your funny side by being a little serious when it comes to money matters. I think I'm a, a sad clown. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what that means. You can find me at Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me at YouTube, Rob Black Show. I have my own YouTube channel. You can find me. Where can you find me? Let's think here. Uh, robblack.com, robblack.com. Facebook group page, I Hate Rob Black. We'll take a little bit of a break here. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I am 1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. On AM 1220, KDOW. You're listening to AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, much, much more. Talking a little housing this hour. part of life. It's certainly things that we think about. Tony Mendez, com is with me today. What do you think about buying a house in the Guatemalan mountains? I think you need to look at the laws in that city, in that, that country. Uh, for example, in Mexico, you don't actually own the property. You have a 99-year lease. As an American, as an um, it, you know, if it's kind of like buying a timeshare, if you're going to use it, like you know, do it. Um, I know property values in parts of the uh, Central America have gone up quite a bit. Uh, I used to live in Panama, and I used to visit some small towns along the beach, and you know, they're little bohios or um, little huts practically, and those those values have skyrocketed. Um, just basically because they they were so cheap and they're they're a great vacation area. You know, I, I, I think the United States has plenty of places that we can buy property and, and have a more stable market. I don't want to have to f- have guards at my gate, you know, just because I'm, I have a really nice property in a, you know, kind of a third world country. Giants pitcher Barry Zito is selling his $11.5 million picturesque mountain that overlooks uh, Phoenix Lake and Mount Tamalpais. Uh, 
four bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Now, hold on, wait. When you start hearing that four bedrooms, seven bathrooms, <laughs> why do you need seven bathrooms for four bedrooms? Shouldn't it be like two to one or? Yeah, that's kind of it's kind of interesting. Um, one of the, one of the kind of homes that may have some difficulty selling. Absolutely, it overlooks a gorgeous mountain range. There's huge windows throughout the property. It's well appointed. There's a view in every room. Uh, I look at the house and I'm like, eh. You know, I, I travel cheap. I lodge well. Um, but eleven and a half million dollar house. I don't think I'm I'm, I'm interested. Like that's just too much. Even. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, continuing on with real estate. Housing collapse that started in 2006 has taken prices all the way back down to 2001, 2002 levels. Um, after a huge run-up from 2000 to 2006, uh, it's now looking like you know seven, eight years, uh, or 10 years of no appreciation. So, and again, we only really count on our homes to appreciate a lot like we only count on our wages to appreciate for 40 years from age 20 to 60. So it's a pretty big loss for a lot of people. Um, you're not hearing about people taking out home equity lines of credit anymore. You're not hearing about people buying cars with home equity lines of credit. Uh, how tough is it to get a home equity line of credit at this point in time? Uh, it's Which it, I don't recommend people do. It's it's still pretty easy as far as the paperwork goes and, and the process. Um, a lot of big lenders have uh, pretty much streamlined the process, but you still have to have equity. They've the, Back in early 2000s, you could get a home equity line all the way to 100% of your value. Uh, they've cut that back to about 80%. Some There are some lenders that might go to 85%, but you'll pay a higher rate. I'd rather you you use a you know, refinance, possibly extend the 30-year uh, back, or re-amortize back to 30 years and, and see how that affects your payments and cash out on it. The rates are so super low right now and uh, look like they're going to continue through the rest of the year. I, if you're looking to get some cash out, I would there is a hit for cash out. Um, and depending on what type of property, but I would rather look at re-amortizing instead of getting a HELOC because that's eventually going to go up. I'm with you. As far as rates, it's a variable. Um, we talked a little bit about second homes, which I think is a lovely dream and a lovely concept if you've maxed out your 401k, if you have enough saved for retirement. Um, go for it, absolutely. Uh, keep in mind that the tax breaks on a second home are different than the tax breaks on a first home. You know, is mortgage interest tax deductible? Yes, no, maybe so. You got to know these things. If your place is a second home rather than renting it, interest on mortgages are deductible up to 100%, up to $1.1 million of total debt secured by your first and second home. So you got to know these things, improving your property. Um, you know, you can change your, your tax liability. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that. that that's one of the reasons they make you get a permit to improve your property because then they could come in and reassess the value of your house and say, hey, you improved the value. It's no longer worth a million. It's worth a million one. Yep. So. Uh, and a very good website is irs.gov. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a lot easier than most people think it is. Uh, it, it has some very good resources, and, uh, and it's got a very good search button. I use it all the time. If you limit your second home to 14 days or 10%, the vacation home is considered a business, um, and up to $25,000 in losses might be deductible every year. So there's, there's, yeah. hey, that's why you need a CPA. If you have a second home, you should have a CPA, in my opinion, because tax laws are just too much. They're overwhelming. You I agree. agree. Okay. Um, I, I think that anybody that owns a home, or, or I'm sorry, rental properties or second homes have to have a CPA because we had a, a, a client not too long ago that was a married couple and they were buying property in each, each other's names. They were separate. 
and one of the properties had a lot of expenses, so they, he, he, the husband put all of the expenses for that onto the, the wife's property. So they were, they were doing some weird accounting. Then the husband had a foreclosure, so he, he um, cannot be part of the loan, but all of the expenses were put onto the, woman, the wife's debt onto the property. So she was showing a lot of negative cash flow, which, uh, which killed her deal. So there's some crazy things that people do, and, and they were doing their own taxes. You, can't, you have to use a CPA, so that, especially if you're an investor and trying to buy more property. And another thing, uh, have stellar credit. That's something that you, you always have to have. That'll help. Those are one of those risk factor layers that you have to maintain. Okay. I'm mostly with you on that. Um, what else do we need to know about lending right now? Well, it, I think that a lot of people are getting frustrated. Most, a lot of people are getting turned down uh, because of they're not putting together a good package. Uh, you, you and I just did a, a refinance for you, and it took uh, quite a bit of time because of the amount of paperwork that people were getting. Uh, I'm sorry, that the lender was expecting. And this puts people through the ringer, and it can be kind of very frustrating. So I, I'd say people just be patient, uh, start gathering information early. If you're looking to get uh, to buy a property, just don't ju- uh, go into contract and expect to, the process to move very quickly. Have longer escrow periods, have longer loan and appraisal contingencies so that you can work through those issues that the lender is going to put you through. They are going to put you through this, no matter if you're stellar or not, they're going to put you through the ringer. Okay, um, and that's true. Um, I had to do, it. and it's worth it though. You get the, the the that's what Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is doing to the lenders, but you get the better rates. So there are people who still think that it's it. it I have I make a lot of money. My credit score is good. I have a lot of assets. I'm putting a lot of money down. But you, the the reward of getting that good rate has some sacrifices, and that's paperwork. Poopophobia. Poopophobia is the fear of puppets. You have any fear of puppets? Nope. No? Okay. Not even the ones, the creepy little mannequins that talk? No. No. I never had a fear of puppets. Okay. Actually, I take that back. I had a... Okay, wait, wait. How about the puppet, the the ventriloquist puppet that sits on a chair and in the middle of the night his mouth moves or his eyes move? Maybe. Maybe. If that was actually something that would happen. (laughs) You know, fish never stop growing? No, I didn't know that. What about the big fish that the small fish that turn into big fish? Fish never stop growing. Oh, they never stop growing. I thought you said they stop yeah. growing. The average American male spends over four months of his life shaving. You're well. I have You're no well comment about You're that. You're well groomed. I was shooting video yesterday in San Francisco, and the guy who was shooting me, um, a guy named Daniel, he's incredibly well coiffed. So that whole metrosexual thing is is making a very strong play right now. When the economy is bad and jobs aren't good, you can't impress the woman with your your, your income. Your, your, yeah, your wallet. So you have to impress her with the well-coiffed facial hair. So I was talking to my hairdresser the other day because I'm working on L.A. stuff. And I'm like, do you think I should ever lighten my hair or anything? And she started laughing. <laughs> She's like, do you want to get rid of the grays? I'm like, no, 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 no. Do you think I should lighten my hair? Because, you know, with, with age, it's gone from beautiful blonde to brownish to reddish mm-hmm. so it's getting more black now so i don't know what to say salt and pepper i'm turning in my dad so, but my dad's dead so he's got worms in him so i'm not quite <laughs> turning into him so oh uh, what else do we got for you hmm hmm i i painting your house uh 
Yeah, you know, the, the regular maintenance on your house is something that you... I love that I throw out a, a odd phrase like painting your house. You're like, you're, you go, okay, go ahead. Regular <laughs> maintenance on your house. It, it's important. Uh, you know, I, I painted, I just recently painted my, my rental property, uh, you know, and spent the money on inside, it. Inside, outside? Uh, inside and outside. And, you know, it cost a pretty penny, but it it's worth it. And I rented the house right away. So uh, I think it's more important that you maintain your property for rental properties more often than you do at your, your own home because it is a business and you have to maintain your business. But uh, you have to do the basics. Check make sure that you you have the the proper kind of caulking and you're not having any wood rot. Check your roof more often. I think we're, we're seeing... How do you check a, your roof? You get an inspection. Really? Yeah. Inspections aren't that expensive. It's fixing the roof that's expensive. Yeah. And if you can do some preventive maintenance by just getting a, uh, you know, a cheap inspection, that can save you some money. There, there, there's so many but things. Isn't that, the inspector going to recommend you get a new roof? Like, aren't they in the business of? They are in the business. They, they, it, it turns out that a lot of inspectors do work for companies that provide a service. So yeah, uh, it, it's something that it, it's self-serving, but. You know, it, it there are some regular maintenance issues that you can uh, address that can help you save a lot of money in the long road. And uh, painting is one of them, going back to your original point. Okay. Um, and maintenance. And yeah, it's, it's, it is important to maintain your property. Okay, we're going to take a break here. We're going to focus during the commercial break. We're going to come back stronger than ever. You know that it takes 29 muscles to kiss somebody? I like this pun. I know a guy who's addicted to brake fluid. He says he can stop at any time. <laughs> That's horrible. You're I off. have more. AM 1220, KDOW. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220, KDOW. Some of the best beaches in the United States. Cape Hatteras, Outer Banks, North Carolina. Beachwalker Park, South Carolina. Cape Florida State Park in Key Biscayne, Florida. You got, obviously, Oahu has some stunners. Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Maui. Florida's got some beauties. East Hampton Beaches in... Uh, Upstate New York. Long story short, you know, Coronado and San Diego, lovely. Sometimes you need to get out and travel, see the world. I highly recommend before you buy a piece of property, you need to travel and see what it's all about. Um, look at what the tra- traffic's like. Look at how long it's going to take you to get to and from work. Uh, I remember back when I was living in Virginia, me and Juliet, uh, girlfriend at the time, basically shacked up not getting married, getting the milk for free. And uh, we picked a place that was ideal, it was perfect, but we didn't look into traffic and other other issues that are pretty important to home ownership. So um, I like looking at schools now. Anytime I buy a property, my first thought is, who can I sell this to? Long before I buy it. Uh, I love the home inspection process. I would never waive the right to have a home inspection. Uh, but sometimes in hot markets, people have to waive that kind of stuff, and I just think that's insanity. 
Any thoughts from Mr. Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com? Yeah, there's some been some crazy things that people are doing with their their contracts, um, and I think that means you just need to have a really good realtor. Uh, because if there's a seller out there that's going to force you to do a short escrow or force you to put um, more, uh, you know, put more money down because some uh, another offer looks better than yours, but they really want to sell it to you, there's some, you know, you have to be really careful. And regardless of what happens, if you're getting a loan, you have to follow the the lender's guidelines. And I think that's where people really make the the mistake and just jumping to, you know, just feeling like they they have a, oh hey I want to make this offer as the best I can when without looking back at how that's going to affect their loan. It's something you don't want to be shy about. No, not at all. It's really a, a, a big communication gap that needs to close. Uh, we, you have to have a communication between your, bro- your realtor and your, your lender or your broker. Otherwise, you're going to end up with... Uh, we, I mean, we just had an example where somebody put checked a little box on the contract for a termite report when this was something that wasn't supposed to be in there now the lender is going to ask for the termite report while the work was supposed to be done at some point before closing but that pushed off their loan contingency so they had to go and ask for a longer loan contingency and uh you know because you don't want to lift it until that work is done and know that it that it can get a clearance so there are you have to have that communication i think that people are missing that right now and especially if you want to put a good offer in you have to know the options so don't be shy and know your options and know the market and know the location, location, location incredibly well. Um, one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty fond of, of seeing recently is that people are willing to live a little below their means. Um, and I think that's fine in a home, too. It's, you know, I, you know, I don't think you have to tear down your house and, and, you know, get more square footage. I don't think you have to. Um, I'm seeing more people under the age of 35 that are just content, you know, one, two bedrooms. They don't have to have a yep. mansion. The McMansions are not on the way out because they're still very popular in most states. Uh, but most states, housing is a lot cheaper than it is in the Bay Area. And yet the McMansions have uh, come down in price and a lot more attractive to people who can't afford it. Uh, but yes, a lot of people are living a little bit below their means, but a lot of people are also stepping up. So there's a, 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 a cache of inventory um, that is going to come on the market. We call it shadow inventory from people who are stepping up. And we're seeing that very clearly here in the Bay Area, especially in those median to upper end homes. I think Americans have a very unhealthy attachment to stuff. And the bigger your house, the more stuff you have. Less here in California, though. East Coast was about stuff. Here it's a little bit more about where, can, how close can I be to my job and then... And then the road that takes me to Tahoe or to the beach. That's kind of true, but at the same time, we still have a huge attachment to stuff. Like, I recently got rid of all my books. It was just too much clutter in my life. Like, I don't reread books. Just because I have many leather-bound books in my office and chicks dig it doesn't mean that I'll ever reread those. So that's one thing that I give Steve Jobs a lot of credit for. He started to declutter our lives. And I hope we live in a world at some point in time where we don't have wires and going into TVs and, you know, we can get rid of all these cables and all these accessories because mm-hmm. I like the clutter-free house. Yeah, I do too. It, it's, it's, it's all about being having a good, easy lifestyle, enjoying the things that you enjoy to do, uh, and not really, you know, I, I do the same thing at my house. I, I, 
we've con- over year over year over year we continue we don't buy a lot of stuff but we continue throwing a, a lot of stuff out and ultimately um, it 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 also frees up the our our time to do other things without having to worry about any of this stuff every year I'm with you um so people can find you at bayarealonesource.com bayarealonesource.com you are a lending agent is that the right way of saying We're, it? I work for a brokerage okay. and we use about 18 lenders right now uh, we primarily work with uh, residential uh, purchases and refinances. Okay. So we we specialize in it. That's that's what we do. I specialize in purchases, uh, refinances. How people. many how many loans do you do? Typically, go to just one bank, or how many are spread out? Well, th- see, banks? that's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, it, I I use, the, I have like a top five lenders, and then everyone you know ten percent of the loans that I get might stray out of that, but. I'll use those top five lenders and I'll price them based on the credit score and the down payment, the type of loan and so forth. And depending on that lender I'll, or that pricing, I'll take it to that lender. So, which is what people don't realize by going to a bank, you're limiting yourself to just what those, that lender offers you in product and rate where brokers offer more range. I got nothing else. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlack.com. Tony's at BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm at RobBlack.com. Twitter, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll be back soon. It's a load on Friday. No work till Monday. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.